0: Okay,
1: so um, the purpose of these uh, interviews is to um, have conversations with other stylists about uh, topics that are going to be interesting to either the up and coming stylist, or a stylist making a transition going out on their own, or, um, or moving into a new place like, and one one big topic is should I be in a studio or should I be in a salon and weighing those pros and cons. Okay, so I guess the first question, we'll start off by, do you currently work in a salon or um, rent a suite or booth?
0: I am currently working in a salon where I've been for about two and a half years.
1: Okay, cool. And um, what are you, what would you say that the, uh, the pros and cons of uh, the two business models as you see, as you see it? like your-
0: So previous to being at the salon that I'm at now, I did have a studio for four years that was in California. And then when I moved to DC, started working at a salon. Um, I feel like there's a little bit to like caveat my experience is this is actually the first salon that I've ever worked in so I went straight into a studio out of school which I can talk about that experience because it was it's probably not something that I would recommend um, but I I have definitely spent some time reflecting on the differences. Um, you know there's a lot of good that comes with working in a salon I would say, The ones that I think of the most are just working in a team environment. So there's more opportunity for collaboration. You're not doing everything yourself, so there's a lot that's not on your plate. Whether that's because it's not a skill set you have, um, or it's just something that you don't want to do. And I think because it's a highly creative profession, creativity can often be fueled by the other people that you have around you. Um, oh, and seeing things that when somebody does something different or offering a suggestion or even being able to bounce ideas off of. So I think that that's one of the, the big pros of being in a salon. Um, I also think that it comes with it. Like for me, I was new to an area. So where I was starting over... I was able to come into a place that even though I didn't have a reputation in DC, the salon did. And so that created for me an opportunity to build a clientele faster than I would have been able to otherwise. So part of my decision in which salon to work at also came with a salon that had a good reputation um, and that would provide good opportunities for me. Um, I also think that in salons, and I know this isn't always, but there's usually opportunity for education that you're not having to go out and find. So the salon providing some level of classes or being willing to pay for part or all of education that you do. So I think, you know, some of those are the big, um, the big pros. Um, yeah. some of the, I think some of the pros can also be some of the cons. Um, Working in a team can also create drama (laughs) or, you know, have, uh, you know, if you have issues, personality issues or things that can come up that can sort of take away from an environment too or create tension. So sometimes the people dynamics can be a hard aspect of it too. And, you know, I would say for me, one of the biggest differences looking at the two is one, you're very much in control of your environment and the other one, you're just not like you're not in charge. You don't get to make the decisions. You know, there's a lot that's out of your control.
1: Yeah. What about um? what about like uh? <clears throat> What about the the part where you have to like? You said something about you wouldn't recommend someone going into a studio right out of a salon. Would you elaborate on that a little bit?
0: Right out of school.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. So, oh, sorry, I, right out going, not going right out of school into a studio. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Could you clarify, like, or expand on that?
0: So i I graduated from school with about. 80 clients, which is not necessarily a normal experience. So I had a pretty decent base, but that's still not enough to have a full-time book or be able to have enough money. So I was fa- I was fairly confident because for me, I was also living in a location where I had, outside of doing hair, a really extensive network. Um, and so the opportunity just kind of presented itself. And even though that's not what I was planning on doing, um, that's what I did. But I didn't really make money for almost a year. So, oh, really, like, I had, yeah. So I had to have a part time job to supplement my income.
1: Now okay. I wasn't
0: losing money. So it okay. wasn't, I was at least breaking even and, you know, usually coming out a little bit. But by the time you're paying your taxes mm-hmm. and all the time you put in, like, it it was not necessarily the most cost effective decision right. but i also like because i also had autonomy over my schedule i could have this other part time thing going where i could still very much manage what my schedule in the studio looked like right but if somebody's coming out of school wanting to make money <laughs> unless you just magically have a full clientele or someone who's able to bankroll you for probably at least a year. That's why I wouldn't recommend it.
1: So with a with a clientele of 80 people and an extensive network to build off of on top of those 80 people, because those 80 people right there create a pretty large network. Um, you still would you still would say you had to work part-time and really couldn't claim to have pulled much money out of the salon business for at least a year is what you're saying
0: yeah it was well it was a year after that I then only did hair so it it took me about a year to get to a point where I confidently knew I could bring in enough to like really support myself Um, yeah
1: okay that's pretty good so by the end of year two you're you're a a successful career stylist essentially like you have a book yeah that's pretty awesome actually um it's scary to think of like, you got to get through a whole year before you start making money. And it's not really until the end of the second year, but still that's, uh, that's pretty good. Um, I would say, I would, I wonder what the, um, I would, I would love some statistics on people who, you know, how long it takes for people to build a book uh, on when they're on their own. But um, I well, would say I... that you sound like an exception, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't, like looking back, it sounds crazy when I say it because it's like, oh, that, I mean, it was what was happening to me. So it didn't seem out of the ordinary. Um, But, you know, now I'm sort of like, wow, that really, (laughs) that went quite well and it might not (laughs) have.
1: Yeah. So you would be a good guest speaker for like Paul Mitchell schools be like, yeah, you don't need anything. You just need this education. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So, that's good. So I would let's say um, I don't have the questions right in front of me, but i still sticking with this. I would just curious to know, like, what's your favorite thing about working in a hair salon is and what's your least favorite working in a salon? And since you've worked in a studio, if I mean, we've already gone through pros and cons, but if you could pick one thing that's your that's one major your favorite thing and one of your, your least favorite thing about each one, what would they be?
0: Yeah. I'll start with the studio since that was my first experience. So I loved having just the one-on-one time with clients with no other distractions around. And a lot of my clients mentioned that they liked that too. Cause salons can often feel like a chaotic environment. And although some people like that, it was very nice to be able to shut my door and every conversation that we had was just between the two of us. So that was that was something that um, was was probably my favorite thing of having the studio. Mm-hmm. The least favorite thing is just that you have to do absolutely everything. Yeah. <laughs> even though I had run a nonprofit previously, you know, it's it's still very different when you have to do the marketing, the accounting, the taxes. I mean. I mean I had a I found a great tax person but that was that was the part that was just the most intimidating and scary to me because you're even just trusting someone with stuff that you don't understand. Right. Um, so that was probably and and you know there are people you can talk to about business decisions but at the end of the day you're the only one invested in it. And so there's not really anyone else you can really go to for it so that was probably the the harder thing even though I found a lot of like I enjoyed a lot of figuring that out but it was definitely the hardest um I would say like the biggest pro of the salon really is just the collaborative environment that there's other people that you can bounce ideas off of or just get inspiration from and I feel like it helps me appreciate what my strengths and weaknesses are and being okay with not trying to do everything um so one big change for me was when I'm when I moved to DC and I'm working at the salon that I am now we're departmentalized so I only cut now and color was never something that I loved. I did it and my clients were happy, but it wasn't my favorite thing. And so even being able to focus in on the thing that I really love the most, um, the salon environment provides that opportunity. Um, and then I guess like the biggest con for me is just that I don't get to be in charge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's things that I would do differently or see things that could be done in a way to you know maybe make a positive difference and that's not my decision to make right yeah
1: yeah that's interesting I would it's um you're you're saying a a few different things than what like when I think of it um I think of like going out on my own I've never had to do it but uh now that I'm in the leadership role and I'm in charge of uh Those that stuff for the salon um, I find for me just because of my skill set I think that has a lot to do with it like I'm not I wasn't really like really plugged into social media like I should have been and uh, I've had to like I've had to really really adjust and learn and grow in the marketing space you know I have some stylists that I want to build and so, you know, that, that's like a whole, that's a whole, that's a, like a part-time to a full-time job oh, exactly. right there, yeah. you know, not even to mention the ordering, the ordering the books and like appointments, like that's all annoying, like nuanced stuff that you just kind of do. And at least I just do just because I know it needs to get done, but that extra work, that's the part that I, I think kills me is, um, you know, not having somebody whose job is marketing is, uh, that's a big one.
0: But and I, I found too, that you're just not as efficient. And because like, you can't double book as easily because you're limited on space. Um, you know, if you're running late, or it, like, no there's no one to shampoo your next client for you, right. or to help you blow dry. So or even
1: call your client, you got to like, stop what you're doing to say, right. hey, I'm running 10 minutes behind.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. I will say that I am Time management is a strong skill of mine, which comes with <laughs> its benefits and frustrations in this business. Yeah. But I was in that sense, that was a good thing because I, I ran on time and I could be really realistic with how long something was going to take me. But it also meant when that got thrown off, it brought a level of stress that I had to still manage myself. You know, I couldn't sort yeah. of try to make up this time here or right. there. Um, one thing I do want to say that I was going to say earlier, um, you know, some people have really strong opinions on studio versus salon and having done both. I don't think that one is better than the other. I think that it just really depends on what works for you, where you're at in your career, what makes sense for you financially, and even location, you know, there's so much that goes into it, that I think there are ways to, um, you know, fill in some of the gaps, if you're in a studio, and you don't have that team, like get to know people in the, you know, in your studio, or in the, you know, if you're in a salon suites, like get to know people around you, be a part of regular education, like making sure that you're doing that, having people that you go to. So I think that when you look at the pros and cons of both, like you just have to figure out what works for you, but that you can sort of, um, you know, make up for some of the benefits or deficiencies in other areas.
1: Yeah. Cool. Um, All right, well, let's have a, let's have a laugh. Do you have a, you have a story on your mind that, uh, a mortifying or horrifying moment that you can't believe it was happening in the moment maybe it wasn't very funny then but looking back on now is probably funny
0: so I don't have a ton which is probably a good thing okay. um, and I I feel a little better telling this story because I don't do color anymore but I had a client a new client she was recommended by one of my like most loyal every four weeks in for her root touch-up and she worked with this woman and this woman had also sent me probably five or six of her friends so you know she felt good about recommending a colleague to me and we were doing our consultation which you know I tried to do as extensive of a consultation as I could especially with color and she was explaining to me that she had had color done but she couldn't really describe what it was and the best I could come up with was that it was some sort of a glaze or a toner that someone did. And I was trying to understand what, because I was lightening her hair. And so I needed to know what was on it previously. Totally. Mm-hmm. And so I do her highlights and um, I didn't, Her her hair was, pretty dark. And so it had had other colors in there. So it was, you know, it was Asian hair. So it was a little bit more coarse and harder to lift. So I don't realize it until I'm blow drying it. But as I'm going through the sections, there is about a two inch band right here. That's green.
1: No.
0: And I was like, you know, I'm just sort of like going on with my, <laughs> like, maybe I'm seeing things. Maybe this isn't really happening. And I'm taking my time. Cause I'm also like, I can't not say anything like,
1: right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Gonna be well, good for you awkward. because
1: that's not everybody's position.
0: <laughs> well, and the best that I could come up with for reasoning was, cause I remember this happening in hair school when someone had had, um, it was a hemp color put on their hair that when lifted it turned green mm. and so the best explanation I could come up with without I was also trying not to make it sound like I didn't have any responsibility in it you know, I didn't want her to like feel whatever anyways so I was like so whatever you had on your hair probably <laughs> had a certain kind of dye in it and this is what happened um <laughs> she was actually pretty okay because it wasn't with the way her haircut was and how I toned it like it was okay but it was also like probably gonna need another haircut to like get this out she did come back to me so
1: okay good (laughs) yeah nice okay cool so like I feel like that's happened that happens you know where you like doing the hair and then you wash it out and you're like oh fuck yeah (laughs) all right cool well um Did you wanna share an overheard in the chair or how do you feel about that?
0: I'll do kind of a more general and this, you know, it's it's, having worked in the studio first, I was, you know, I was still kind of struck by the things that people would tell me, but I also thought that a lot of that had to do with the fact that no one else was hearing us. Yeah. Um, so that's been one of the things that has surprised me about being in a salon are the things that people say when clearly other people are listening. Totally. So I won't throw any of my clients under the bus, but I will say <laughs> <that> I, <laughs> I have a colleague that I look forward to some of her clients coming because it is such drama every time <laughs> and, she's got one client in particular that it's like um did you did you listen to the podcast or or watch the the show about dirty john no so it's it's basically that this guy cons this woman she ends up it's it's a very dramatic story but it it leaves you thinking like who is this woman that just you know falls in love with someone within like a week and then they're moving in and she's estranged from her children and giving him all her money. Right. So this one client has a client who's kind of like this and every time it's just like, well, I've got a new one. He moved in. And you're just sort of like, again? (laughs) But I, I always find what's funny is when you realize that your client is also listening. Yeah. That you're both just sort of like, quiet all of a sudden um, (laughs) like diverting your eyes a little bit
1: but you just can't look in that direction otherwise (laughs) she'll stop talking
0: (laughs) right but some people just seem so unaware yeah like they just (laughs) probably shouldn't be saying these things out loud especially not when other people can hear them
1: yeah 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 totally cool well, thank you very much for your time. That was uh, enlightening and entertaining all at the same time, which is totally what we're going for. So uh, thanks.
0: Awesome. You're welcome.